theyeshiva.net. So, Kisaitse la Malchama Levecho, Nasana, Shamala Kachabi, Adacho, Vishavisa, Shivya, Vira Isa, Bashivya, Ashes, Yefas, Toya. On a literal level, you see in captivity, you encounter a beautiful woman, Ashes, Yefas, Toya, a woman who is Yefas, Toya, gorgeous. And therefore, Vachashaktavo, you develop a craving. As the Pasa continues, I'll be shot. On a, yeah, the internal life of the Jew, he says, Ashes and Yefas Toya represents two dimensions of the soul. The soul in its core, that which is transcendent and never fully manifested in the cognizant consciousness of the human psyche, that is Yefas Toya. Rooted in Lecha Hashem Hagdula Vahagvura Vahatif Eres. Hashem describes the Jewish people as Yofed Doidi, my beloved one is beautiful, is a Yifas Toyah. Many of the Psukim of Shehashirim is the Chasen glorifying and extolling the beauty and the absolute, what he calls a Yofed Doidi, the Yofi, the, the splendor, the glory of, of his bride of Knesset Yisrael. Eishas Yifas is the Isha of the Yifas meaning she received from the Yifas that's the part of the Neshama that is manifested in the body and is consciously experienced because it's limited according to the parameters, the containers, the finite containers of the Guf. The tragedy is that the Eishas Yifas is in captivity. That's the issue a person has a Yefastoyer. A person has an Eishas Yefastoyer. But the Eishas Yefastoyer is in captivity. What does it mean somebody is in captivity? Bashivya. It literally means, quite on a physical level, when somebody is Bashivya, is, is abducted, is kidnapped, so they are now not free to be creative and to be able to realize their own potentials and live a life consistent with who they are because they are confined and forced to be in a location to be in a spot where they don't want to be and not only that, even forced perhaps to work for the enemy and to harness their talents or skills to work for those who captured them but in either way, however you define shivya, whatever the circumstances of the shivya of the captivity are, one thing is clear that that person which is Bashivya is their their full glory is completely eclipsed. They don't even have they have no access. They can't choose. They are their life, their lifestyle is given to them by somebody else. What they do, what they don't do, somebody else decides. Like a prison. They are not in their own hands. What does it then mean that the Ashes Yafas Tar is Bashivya? It's the condition that we addressed earlier in the Maimer, when somebody has a very, every person has this HSFAS Toyer, but they're unaware of it. And not only they're unaware of it, it's in captivity, meaning it's completely concealed, eclipsed. And not only that, it's not in touch with itself, it doesn't have the freedom to live the life it would want to live. On the contrary, its very powers and passions may be harnessed and may be used in a way that is contrary to its very design, its very reality, its very purpose. That's the Bashivya. 
And that's the example he said, that the person sometimes, let's say, goes into Parnassah, and what do they bring into the workforce? They bring in their neshama, they bring in their soul with all of the powers of the soul, and therefore there's an infinity that defines whatever they are doing, even though that's not something that really deserves infinite attention. It's not so prominent to deserve infinite attention, but you give it infinite attention because your soul is harnessed into that area. It's bashivya. It's in captivity. Is there any way the awareness can come from others? Of course. How do you know that this is not the opposite of I didn't understand what? The awareness should come from other people, not from yourself. Well, sometimes it only comes from other people. From the feedback we get or from how we affect them. Positively or phenomenally. Oh, I didn't understand. Ah, of course. So how do you distinguish when the others is real or not real? You mean when you're just busy conforming to others? Right. I didn't bring it up, you see. <laughs> <laughs> boundaries. Boundaries. Not addiction. He says no, boundaries. Well, that's a form of captivity. A form of captivity, literally captivity means you're living for others. No, that's the definition. <laughs> that's quite the definition. A bird, a bird, a bird is trapped, and it can't fly. It has to be trapped because I want it in my house. Some people, they decide to live their whole life that way, maybe unconsciously, but they're trapped. They're trapped by a relationship or by circumstances, and they're just was crashes too. You're thinking of the bird, huh? You're thinking of the bird. That's all a form of shivya, of course. If I live my whole life to please somebody else, to get your validation, and it's completely not based on who I am, that's 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 the first state of shivya. I didn't understand the question. Well, it depends who the others are. If the others are trying to manipulate you and suck the energy out of you and just use you to manipulate you, then it's not others you can get feedback from because they may be very unhealthy themselves and toxic themselves. Feedback you want to get from people who uh, are not using you in order to deal with their own insecurities because the feedback they will give you is completely not based on what you need to hear. It's based on what they want you to be. You know what I mean? So Are you talking about borderline personality? What? No, that's where it becomes very serious. Such relationships, these types of things where there are serious mental challenges, people tell you things, they make you feel guilty or horrible, but you really have to get feedback from people who are not there to suck your blood out. And they may not mean bad, they may just not have another way of surviving, so that's what they're doing to you or to somebody so one has to get feedback from an objective person who sees your value not only in serving somebody else's problems and challenges, which you won't even be able to help because their issue is not you. <laughs> their issue is themselves. They have to really deal with their issues. So that's a very important klal b'chlal. When a person is in that state of uh, just being in an orbit of... Uh, being in a sl- in a slave situation to somebody else or to other people, that's a classic case of shivya. And then you have larger forms of shivya in the sense of people who really never ever have the courage to do what they're capable of doing or what they really want to do, 
to follow, uh, you know, their true calling, even their spiritual calling and their emotional mm-hmm. calling or creative calling, also because of uh, the sense that they have to be repressed in order to fit into a particular model which is really alien to their to their chemistry, to their neshama. And that, that's a tragedy in and of itself. Imagine, uh, imagine Mozart growing up in a home without a piano. What would happen? The genius would remain. <laughs> the outlet, God protect us. <laughs> he, had a, he had a piano, so the genius could come out through something that enriched the world with his music. If there was no piano, the genius doesn't go away. The talent doesn't go away. But you do need outlets for it. The Jewish... Of course you would have another outlet. You find another outlet. But what outlet is it? The Jewish soul has... The Jewish soul is a Mozart. It has a certain quality that is very powerful, very transcendent. If it has a piano, the talent could come out through the piano and enrich the world with its music. If it doesn't have a piano, it's going to come out. It's going to come out. You'll have a Karl Marx. You'll have a Leon Trotsky. You're going to have a lot of these people. You'll have a a Chomsky <laughs> or a Finkelstein. You'll have you'll have this constantly with Jews. Huh? Woody Allen. A Woody Allen is another good example. A Freud is a nice example. Very unique, unique, revolutionary, powerful, interesting people. Huh? A Fritz Haber, what? Freud was Jewish. His name was Schleimela. <laughs> Schleimela is that a Jewish name? His name was not Zygmunt, his name was Schleimel of Freud. Freud was not only Jewish, Freud could have had a minion for Mincha every day with his people around there. Somebody once said, send out the guy Carol Young, then you can make a minion for Mincha, but probably he was the only one who would have a Mincha. <laughs> so, uh, but there's all Jews over there. Freud's Chevna, he was Jewish, they were Jewish. Of course, his wife lit Shabbos candles when they got married, they didn't let her light Shabbos candles anymore. He was a complicated Jew, very complicated. <laughs> Jewish he was. So this is a spirit. It's a spirit, but it's sometimes by Shivya. And when it goes into Shivya, what happens is it's the same energy, but it's feeding, it's, it's fueling things that may be alien to your very design, your very purpose. So he says, min See, it's a second column, Lamed Vav, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Ten lines from the top. min in order to take it out from captivity, the in its very core, meaning that the seichel and midas themselves of the nefesh of Bahamas should belong to Hashem. And therefore, get rid of the fragmentation inside. It's not just you're in control of your garments, but you can even transform the midas 
צריך להמשך גילי אלוקוס מבחינת מזל הוא הנשמה של המילה מן הגוף. For this you have to access the אלוקוס from מזל, in other words, the נשמה that is beyond the גוף. You see, in every person there's what's called עצמוס הסייכל והמידס and לבושי הסייכל והמידס. The difference is a very important one. There's the core of your emotions and there's the garments of your emotions. There's the core of your intellect, there's the garments of your intellect. The difference is as follows. Levushim, like a person's levushim, clothes you could put on and you could take off. It's not a problem. You could change your suit three times a day if you want ten times a day. Yes, it's a little tercha, but it's not a major tercha. People change their shirt every day, they change their pants, they change their jackets. You change. A levush is not hard to change. But if you want a nose job, ah, this is an avoid. Right. Cosmetic surgery, facial surgery, this is, you want to change the etzim, this is not easy. I could take off my jacket, it's nothing. But to change the goof, this is very deep avoid. The same is true in the human personality. The Tanya makes a distinction between the koiches and the levushim. Levushim are the garments, the koiches are the faculties of the soul. The garments are thoughts, words, and actions. That's why he keeps on saying, Machshava Dibur Those are the garments of the soul. Thoughts, words, and actions. The faculties of the soul themselves, they're not the garments of the soul. They are the way you feel about things and the way you perceive and understand things. I cannot easily change an emotion. I can't tell you, start loving this person. It doesn't work that way. What you say, what you don't say, you have control over. Are you very angry? You could still shut your mouth. What you do, what you don't do, it's like a garment. Actions, words, and conscious thoughts are the clothes you get dressed in. You get dressed in them, you can also undress yourself from them. And this is even true about thoughts. You should always look at thoughts, words, and actions as clothes. They're not you. Your thoughts are not you. They're the clothes you wear. You put on clothes, you could take them off. People don't realize that thoughts are clothes. That we think our thoughts constitute our essence. They don't constitute your essence. They constitute your clothes. Some people never take off their shirts. <laughs> That's true. But you should once in a while because it gets dirty and it gets smelly. This is called addictive thinking. Or the same, ah? You, you could ch- choose what you think about and how you think about it. Yes. And the way we think about things ultimately will affect how we feel about things. But these are levushim. It doesn't mean I want to take off my shirt. Sometimes I don't want to. <laughs> Sometimes it's hard for me. Sometimes it's a bad But I'm always in control. Levushim, you're always in control because you don't have to do cosmetic, internal, spiritual, emotional, psychological surgery. When it comes to changing emotions, seichel, midas, this is already much more difficult. It's two different stages. There's levushim and there's seichel midas. I should distinguish when it comes to thoughts, there's two types of thoughts. There are thoughts that are instinctive and there are thoughts that are conscious. Thoughts that are instinctive are not levushim. They're mirrors of the heart. I'm walking in the street and I have an instinctive thought that wasn't a choice. But engaging in the thought, pursuing the thought, that is putting on a jacket. It's a jacket that's always there because we never stop thinking. You could never, st- you could stop speaking. 
hopefully we will at some point. You could stop doing things. Thinking, you can't stop thinking. It's impossible. <coughs> Try to stop thinking, and you'll see you're thinking about stopping to think. A person cannot shut down their machshava, which is why machshava gives the illusion that it's the essence, but it's not. Your thoughts are not you. So if I'm thinking, this person is this, person is this, this person, we don't even realize. These are garments. You can undress yourself. You're in control of your thoughts always. What you think about and how you think about it. Doesn't mean your emotions will change immediately. They won't. Emotions are hard. It's like changing your goof. That requires surgery. And emotional surgery is tough. Levushim, you may not be in the mood of changing it. You may be lazy. You may not be used to it. But you could. You're capable. A person is always in control of garments. Machshava dibaramaisa. So therefore, there's two stages. The beginning of Peri Gimel, he spoke about transforming levushe machshava dibura maisa. Here, he speaks about transforming seichel umidois atzman. For levushe machshava dibura maisa, you need gilui ha'oras nekudas alev. Gilui ha'oras nekudas alev. Here, in the second stage, it's atzmus nekudas alev, not Gilui Nekudah Salev. allows one to reorient the Levushe Machshava Dibra Maisa. Atzmus Nekudah allows one to deal with the very Seichel and Midois of the Nefesh Bahamas, which appear as Ra, like we spoke with the Para Aduma, but when you reduce it back to its core, you'll see it's not Ra. Its manifestation could be Ra, but in its core it's not Ra then you can reorient the very seichel and midas of the Nefesh Bahamas that they become completely one with the godly soul and they become full partners. I'm confused. He's saying that the, the mazel which is outside the guf, which is hovering, that's the Nefesh Elokis that accesses the, 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 the sova, yeah? Yeah. And, and so what's captured is only the Nefesh Bahamas is the one that's captured, that's, that's Bashevi? But it sounds like he's also saying that that antenna is also the Chevy. Okay, you'll see in a moment. Good, good question. I have another question. That clothes is something that's so somewhat meaningless. What was the praiseworthiness of the Jews in Mitzrayim? They didn't change their they didn't change their clothes. That's a big deal. Well, I think over there the main point is that they identified with the people. They remained Jews. Like Shinuas Levusham in Mitzrayim is that they remained Jews. They identified with the people. They didn't, it says they didn't change their language. In other words, in many ways, the culture, their culture remained very Jewish. They wanted to be part of the Jewish people. Someone asked for examples of garments versus surgery. An example for garments versus surgery? A person could be very, very upset, right? Does that mean I have to scream? Does it mean I have to insult my child? But I'm raging, I'm raging. Okay. So emotionally you have toxicity in you, or you have negativity in you, or you feel you lost control, or you feel lost in the world, and, and there's only... Uh, so you should, but your words is something you choose to get dressed in. It's a lavush. So what do I do with this rage? Okay, we have to work on it, but it doesn't mean there has to be dibur. I can't tell you, get rid of the rage right now, stop. I can't. We're not in that state of consciousness that we could just 
switch an emotion on or off. Unless you're crazy. A normal person can't. But levushim, you could put it on, and a moment later you can take it off. The same is true with thoughts, the same is true with words, and the same is true with actions. person always have full control over them. I'm talking about a healthy person, a functional person. Trauma goes into the asthma. Of course. This is this trauma deals with the with the way the person sees themselves. That has to do with midas. That has to do with seichel, yes. That has to do with the pnimius of a person. But this also creates the way we think. The feeling, sometimes the trauma feeling. Of course. That's why this is so important, because the way we feel creates the way we think. That's why we wear these clothes. And we always go back to the same, you know, people who wear the same suit for 45 years. In order to take off the garments, we need also the change. Of course. But sometimes I have to know that I'm not capable right now of changing my inside. But if I can identify that this is trauma, I don't have to allow my garments to display it 24 hours a day. Probably I, the dividend mass, because the machshava garment is like... It depends what machshava. There's machshava that comes instinctive, and then there's a the machshava that you pursue, that you have full control of. I'm walking in the street, and I see somebody... And the stats, that image, whatever it is, everyone, according to their own capacity and chemistry, triggers something very intense in me, okay? An emotion, a crush, a craving, a hormone, whatever it is. I didn't have control over that. At, not at this point of my life, let's put it that way. I continue to move on. I turn around. That I had control over. <laughs> you understand? I say I didn't have control over, but you and I know that I had full control over that. I chose to turn around. Was it an easy choice? Of course it was an easy choice. Sometimes even if I'm not, turn- me not turning around, it's very hard to like, it's like going over. Because when you're daydreaming, but not when you become aware of it. When you become aware of it, when you're daydreaming, you're right. You're daydreaming. Your mind, it's like a dream. You're not in control of your dreams. But when you wake up, you're in control. <laughs> when you wake up, you're in control. What am I going to think about? You understand what I'm saying? That's a fact. I'm not telling you to change that at this point. But you know what sasuru is? You remember the word where the word is used? This is in the end of Shlach. Where is the word sasuru used? The same parsha. Shlach lechameraglim. You know what Yasuru means? Scout the land. Send spies to scout the land. What's Veloisa Suru? My heart has an emotion. My eyes see something. Now I send forth a scout. Go check out the check out, you know, give me an inspection. Do a survey. This is already stage two. Veloisa Suru. You don't have to now scout it out. Okay, it is what it is. Of course, only when you can identify that it's coming from a space in you that is not your true self, can you have the courage and the understanding why not to get dressed in these machshavas. You know, why shouldn't I get dressed in these thoughts? These are my thoughts. If I can understand that these thoughts are reflecting a certain part of me and not all of me and not the ultimate me, then I could say, okay. Not for me right now. We choose our thoughts a whole day. A whole day you choose your thoughts, constantly. You're walking home, 
you're going into your house, you choose how you're going to think about entering your house. I you did it ready for 25 years in the same way, it was a choice every single time. You may not be aware of it, but it's a choice. Sometimes we have more tav on certain than others. But, but there's still a choice. Doesn't mean it's always easy to change the suit. But it's, I'm not talking about easy, I'm talking about if you're, it's possible if you're in control. That's the issue. Is it easy? It's not always easy, but you're in control. People sometimes have thoughts about themselves. I'm paralyzed. I'm scared. Those are all choices. I'm incapable. I don't know how to do this. Those are conscious machshavas. They're suits. You could take it off. Here's a much better way of thinking about it. Saying, I have inside a fear about something, but that's not all of me. I'm not completely in touch with my full wholesomeness, and therefore I'm going to choose which part of me is going to prevail, and this is how I'm going to think about it. That's a much better machshava. You did not become addicted to this machshava. You typhus or no? Yeah, but I think if someone like is really into a trauma, like if someone went through a trauma or something, they can try like to think a certain way but they're really going to get to this way of thinking if, as long till they get enough clean off their trauma they're not going to they're going to like always get back to this thinking it's, they're that's not true. in control they can't like it's there like, are situations where the trauma is so deep and it paralyzes it paralyzes their ability to think in any other way what I mean to say is like we have to work out the atmos in order to um, there's no other way to the Point well taken. If you ignore the atzmus and you go to the levushim, it's just impossible because the atzmus is so toxic and so dysfunctional, it deprives them from any type of freedom. You're right. Their levushim are too dysfunctional. You're right. But what does it mean to work out the atzmus? To work out the atzmus does not mean that it's gone. It means that you can at least quarantine it. Quarantine it means uh, you can... Uh, isolated you could say yes this is a certain voice in me speaking it's not the only voice and it's not really a voice that has much validity either it's a voice that's a result of blah 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 the real it's not the ultimate it's not the ultimate it's not how I was born it's not who I was meant to be you understand what I'm saying John Nash. John Nash rings a bell? Huh? The brilliant, brilliant mathematician, um, game theorist, economic genius, won the Nobel Prize, I believe, was killed in a car accident on the New Jersey Turnpike um, a year ago with his wife. They were coming back, I think, from Sweden, where he got a major award for his work. And they ordered a taxi. The taxi didn't come. They had to take another taxi. Going home from the airport, they were killed in a car crash. Right. John Nash suffered from schizophrenia. And he suffered badly. And as a result of that, he had like this dibuk. He decided at some point that the communists are after him. 
and he imagined he built worlds and undermined his career. He had a brilliant career, it undermined him. It almost cost him his marriage and his children his whole life. Credit to his wife, she was killed with him a year ago. She believed in him and she held on to him. And she encouraged him. And he ultimately got the help he needed. You know, he, he, he lived with medication and he lived with uh, good, good therapists or psychiatrists who really helped him through it. And ultimately he got back to Princeton. He taught at Princeton University. And he won the Nobel Prize. He did well. There's a scene. There's a scene that is very, very moving. He wins the Nobel Prize. And he gives a speech. And it's a beautiful speech. He asks the question, he says, I always wondered what is the sum total of all mathematics? What is the, the core that all mathematics is based on? The ultimate, what we call by us, Muscalus Rishain, is the paradigms of mathematics. And he says, after years and years and years of study and research, I realized that the, the underlying theory behind all mathematical theories is love love. And he thanks his wife for what she did for him. It's a very special and moving moment. He wins the prize. The Nobel Prize is the highest prize you could win today in the world. You know, it puts you into a certain uh, to a certain category besides the money and the fame and the history <coughs> and so forth. He goes out of the hall and at that moment, it's so sad, it's so tragic, his schizophrenia attacks him. Right at that moment. He's at the height of his glory, at the height of his success. And it's not his fault. Just in his mind, you could suddenly see all the communists that he imagined are after him, who were not existing, suddenly are in his mind, and he's taken into that place. And he's not really normal anymore. He doesn't see the world normally. He doesn't see the world functionally. And he's standing there. It's a beautiful, beautiful sight. And he spaces out into this place. His wife, who, of course, this was like a moment of tremendous healing, See, looks at her husband and sees that he's gone mentally. He's standing there, but he's he was ki- he was literally kidnapped. He was, which is what mental illness is. Kidnapping, a person's soul is kidnapped, abducted, hijacked. Nobody knows this if they don't understand what it is or they don't experience it. And she goes over to me. She says, "John, are you all right?" Are you good? And he's not. He's, these demons are all over the place. They're all over the place. But he's been through so much that at this point, he's capable of identifying the schizophrenia as the enemy, as the devil, as, so to speak, a dibuk, a, an energy outside of him, not his whole core. That's what he's capable of. He's not capable of not being abducted by it at all. But he's capable of saying, this is something that came into me. That's what he's capable of. And he looks at his wife, and he says, I'm perfect. I'm perfect. So they embrace each other, and they they move on. Now, he's far from perfect. But he made a very powerful choice. He could not make the choice to get rid of the devil. But he could make the choice to tell the devil, I will identify you as the devil and quarantine you. You will disturb me, I know. You will bark, you will drive me mad, 
You will stay here and non-stop, but I will choose not to define myself, my thoughts, my words, my actions, my whole life based on you. It's a great moment of human triumph. A great moment of human triumph. This is, in the language used here, where you could control your machshava, dibur, and maise because you identified gilui in this context here, gilui nekudas halev. Because of gilui nekudas halev, which is a space that could never fully be in captivity, there's a state of well-being, you can identify that and therefore not allow the lifestyle to be governed by a lower self. There's the deeper state, which is atzmos nekudas halev, which allows a person actually to transform, to transform the core of the ra, the core of the brokenness and the fragmentation, that allows for a much deeper, deeper transformation, which is a whole other, a whole other mahalach in life, which most people never fully, fully achieve, even through avoda. But that's the next stage, next stage that he's addressing. Okay, I know that there's some, uh, quite a few loose ends here, because of its, uh, you know, this is a uh, pretty intense journey here into the oimek nefesh adam, the depth of the human soul. So I think it'll become uh, more clear as we move on. I doubt it. He needed somebody to believe in him. Every person needs somebody to believe in them. If there's nobody who believes in a person, it becomes very, very difficult. Even David Amalek says, He may have not had a mother or father, but he had a relationship. Hashem Yasveini. Huh? That's true. Yeah, but if you have somebody who helps you, you can't compare the, the success of the journey. It's it's a whole different thing. When somebody believes in you, and somebody sees it in you, somebody sees it in you. I wrote an article this week for a certain website about uh, issues of suicide and mental illness that have been discussed. So, uh, so I wrote there a story because I happen to know the person, the, the, the individual person. There was a woman, a girl, a, a young woman who suffered from uh, serious mental illness. And she was suicidal. She was hospitalized, went through a very heavy treatment. And uh, the Lubavitcher Rebbe was involved in guiding the parents how to help her. At some point she was so suicidal that to hospitalize her, she, she did some terrible, terrible things to herself. And uh, they gave her electric, uh, electric, electric shock shocking, yeah, shock treatment. Right. She came out and she started to recover. She was recovering well, so her father went over to the Lubavitcher Rebbe and he thanked him. He said he wants to thank him. She wants to thank him for, sh- he said, for schlepping her out from the darkness in which she was in. So his response, at the time I didn't understand, when I heard the story from them, he said she was not in any dark place that I had to schlep her out from. And then she came out of the hospital. He wrote to her, he said, You should serve her. From now on, you'll serve Hashem. Years later, I understood when I watched this woman, who I know well. What he was trying to tell her, in my opinion, was he knew how serious her situation was. 
he knew about the electric shock. He was involved in it. She was suicidal. She almost killed herself. She tried to. He tells her father she was in no dark place that I had to schlep her out. In my opinion, what he was trying to say is, I don't want her to ever think that I look at her and I see this dark, scary, crazy, chaotic soul. That's what I see. I don't see that. I see a piece of God that was sent into a very challenging world and into a space of darkness with the power to deal with it. But I see you from a different perspective. I don't see you that way. I see you as somebody who's an Eved Hashem and can serve God with Simcha B'Tuv Levav despite the challenges. This is not from, doesn't come from naivete. It comes from actually depth. And the depth not to run away from trauma. Some people, when they see something they're uncomfortable with, they turn their eyes away. Not because they feel bad for the other person. Because they want to protect themselves. We all do that. Tashlich, you go to Rosh Hashanah to the fish. So it says in Svarim, because fish have enab kicha. The Gemara says, yeah, if you watch fish, you have a tank with fish. They don't go to, they go to, stay, they stay in one place, but their eyes are always open. It's very easy in the world to close your eyes. You don't look, this I don't look at, this I, if you make me a little crazy, I don't look at you anymore. Because it makes us uncomfortable. You know, the ability, why does it make us, because we get scared of it. Why do we get scared of it? Because we don't believe there's something else to the person. Because there's nothing else to you, so therefore your darkness overwhelms me. That's why we always turn away. We turn away from our kids for that reason. You're too much for me. Why are you too much for me? Because I don't see the light in you. Maybe because I don't see the light in myself. So I think what he was trying to tell that, what I understand, I'm not sure. He was trying to tell her, I, don't, I didn't see her in a very dark place that I have to schlep around. Not that there, was, there were very serious situations, but I'm not going to label you as this piece of hopeless darkness that I'm going to schlep you out of. No, 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 no. You're a piece of God. God is with you. He sent you here. Nobody's schlepping you out. You have a place that was never in the hell. There's a part of you that was. Okay, so you have to identify it. You have to work with it and so forth. You understand? It's a different perspective. So even to change Machshava Dibra Maisa, you need... Because if you don't have that, if you don't have that, like you said, the trauma overwhelms you. It just overwhelms you. And then you can't even think any other way. Because this is you. So even for the Levushim, to really get a hold of it, you need to have some identification of who you really are. To be able to see yourself as a particle of infinity. Then there is a transformation, which is already a higher, higher level. I should say the obvious, because I know that you have to say the obvious. Nobody should think that all of this is advice for people who are dealing with a clinical situation. People who are dealing with a clinical situation that needs a professional physician. That's why we have it this year. We have doctors and therapists. Do not confuse somebody once stopped taking medication after a shear of mine because they said they don't need medication anymore because they know everything they have to know. So never misconstrue the information that's given here, which is a perspective on life with a person who needs a certain type of assistance. Okay. Holding the Flamad Vov Ahmed Beis, page 71, the middle of the Kiseitse Maimer, and the uh, second column.
Line starts, Mazel, Huan Hashem, Lamed Vav, thank you. Lamed Vav, the second column, Mazel, Huan Hashem, Shalom, Ailem, and Aguf. Alzeh, Omar, David, HaMelech, Olav, HaShalom, Bakshu, Ponai. Alzeh, Omar, David, HaMelech, Olav, HaShalom. This, David, HaMelech, Olav, HaShalom, says, Bakshu, Ponai. Since this is an Eloldic uh, discussion, so we say in Dildavid Hashem Oiri that the Minig by Yidin is to say throughout Elo, till Eshane Rabbe, there's a Posik, Lecha Omar Libi, Bakshu Fonoi Esponecha Hashem Avakish. What does this Posik mean? So he says, David Amalek says, Lecha Omar Libi, to you my heart speaks. And my heart says, Bakshu Ponoi. Seek my face. Bakshu from the word tevakesh. Seek, to look. To search for something. It's called levakesh. Right? Levakesh aveda. I'm looking for something. Bakshu ponai means, he touches, seek out my face. Pirush pnimiyusli. Seek out my pnimiyus. Don't look only for my chitzainiyus. Look at my pnimiyus. See that it's there. Hainu. So a Jew says in Elo Lecha Malibi, Bakshu Fonai. Don't only look at Machitzainius. Look, you have to search for it sometimes. Why do you have to search? He's going to say sometimes it's lost, like an Aveda. It's there, but it's lost. You know it's in the house, but you don't know where it is. So you go through every drawer and you look under the beds and in the closets. You're looking for it. Bakshu Fonai. The Jew speaks to himself as a Bronshon. To the Bronshon. Look at my pnimius. I want you to search for the core, for the pnimius, for the core of my heart. could be concealed and eclipsed One must search, look for it, and extricate it from concealment to revelation. King in Shanama, as it says in Tehillim, I have become lost, like a lost sheep. Look for your servant. The Pnimis we spoke about, that every single Jew has the Pchin of the Nefesh, which is the Lakus of the Nefesh, the Pnimis Halev, the Nekudas Pnimis Halev, the Atzmos Halev, the Ruusa, the Liba which is beyond the Tam Vedas, beyond what the Neshama comprehends intellectually, the Malchus Malchus Kalaylamim, the Mamalik but here we're talking about the Yechidah Nefesh, where the Neshama is completely one with Hashem, Ein Mazal Yisrael, and this Av is higher than Tam Vedas, it's Rusa Deliba, but it could be concealed, it could be completely eclipsed, completely concealed, Galula Adoim Shechineimah, so David HaMelech says, Bakshufonai, look at my look for my pnimius. And this is a statement, of course, that the Jew says to Hashem. And what, what do we mean when he says he says it to Hashem? In other words, he says it to Hashem and he says it to the Hashem in him. He says it to himself too. So he says, Bakshufonai, look for my pnimius. And sometimes the person says this and the person says this not verbally, the person says this consciously or even unconsciously. 
I tell you something, but I ask you to look for my pnimius. Don't look at my chitzayinius. Bakshu I Seek out my pnimius. Know that it's there and seek it out. Sometimes a person tells you something and what they're really saying is, Bakshu Don't just answer me based on what I'm saying. Answer me based on who I really am. Right? Bakshu Fonai. Don't, don't believe that there's no pnimius in me. Hazinu Hashamayim. One said a word from the Abtir of you have to listen to the heaven, to the heaven in people. How do you do this? As Panecha Hashem Avakish. So he says, As Panecha Hashem Avakish, the Pasa continues, I will look for your face. Hainu Pnimi is Havaya. The Panecha of Hashem, the Pnimi is of Hashem. Pchinis, Vayavir Hashem Alpanavayikra. Hashem passed over his face, meaning he went Alpanav. He goes Alpanov. That's the Pnimius of Hashem. Shemisham Nimshachimid Gimomidus Arachim. From there come the Hashem Hashem Kerachim the Gimomidus. Vehinimshachis Bemehasliches, which come out always in the time, days of Sliches. Shazuzman Vesrotsim Omaila. It's a special Vesrotsim. That then you have the ability to access the Pnimius of Hashem, which allows you to access your own Pnimius. B'chol Hashanah, all year round, Nimshach Pnimi Yisavaya B'chinah Zohadeya Teirah V'amitzvahs. The Pnimi of Hashem comes out through Teirah and Mitzvahs. Shehenin Pnimi Yisritzayinu V'chach Masech Shlach Kodesh Baruch V'chvayda V'atzmekavayach. Because the Teirah and Mitzvahs really capture his internal will and his internal wisdom. The Leis Machshavet Fisabay, no thought can grasp him. And therefore there's no way of grasping him ultimately, only through the Torah and the mitzvahs, which capture his Pnimius Haratz and his Pnimius Achacha. <coughs> That's why Chazal call learning Torah, they call HaKoyde B'Torah. What does Koyde mean? Koyde means calling. Who are you calling? You're learning Torah, you're not calling anybody. So he teaches, When you're learning Torah, you're calling out to him. You're Koyde B'Torah. That's why Koyde doesn't only mean read. Koyde means, from the word Kriya, Vayikra Hashem al you call out. Learning Torah is a way of actually calling out to him. You're calling him. Which part of him are you calling? We explained earlier that Hashem fills the whole world. But that's Malchus Chamalchus That's the aspect of godliness that becomes the battery of the world, the cosmic consciousness of the world. But then there's Panecha Hashem. Panecha is the Pnimius. This I can only have through Torah and Mitzvahs. Because nature, science, even though all of nature bespeaks godliness, every single nekud of Edvar Hashem Shamayim Nasu. And that's why, as he said, to be able to see the life force in everything. But the Panecha Hashem, the Pnimius of Hashem, to be able to connect to Hashem's Pnimius to the core, that's in Torah and that's in Mitzvahs. Because no thought can grasp Him. Says the wisdom of a man is luminescent; it shines up his face. In other words, the chachma comes out in the ponov toyer ponov. So he says, Torah comes from chachma, and chachmas adam toyer ponov. That's his pnimius. We say in the Pasuk, in the morning, Yoyer Panov Itanu Selam. 
We say it also by Sefer Sa'imer. What's Yair Panav Itanu Sela? His face will shine with us forever. Yair Panav, his Pnimius. The same is true. Hamitzvus he named Pnimius Ritzayne Yisbarach. Tayag Mitzvus Dei Raisa Bezayin Mitzvus Dei Rabbanon is six twenty. You have six hundred thirteen biblical mitzvahs, seven rabbinic mitzvahs. The gematria tarach. It's the gematria of six twenty. Tafresh chav, which is the first the same words like keser. But the Chazal talk about in Zayar Tarach Amudei Oyda six hundred and twenty pillars of light. Sheinem shachas lamatai dekiim hamitzvah is like a pillar which connects the roof, the ceiling to the earth. So each mitzvah is another pillar that accesses his oyr. Kamaimen hashekedishonu b'mitzvaysov in the bracha we say shekedishonu was prat kedishonu b'mitzvaysov. He betrothed us miloshim kedushin through the mitzvah. So kamaimen azala kedush baruch hu maniach tefillin. So the mitzvahs represent his own rotsen, with tzedakah connected kulam from all the mitzvahs, especially tzedakah, which Chazal say that tzedakah is connected kulam. Right? The Gemara says school tzedakah connected kulam mitzvahs keinyan tzedakah uliyas midas hachesed chinam lahachizruach shvalim. The concept of tzedakah is to give chesed for free. Chinam means it's not because you're expecting necessarily somebody to rest it, to give back. It's you give, to give life to a humble spirit, which is the concept of tzedakah either in money or verbally, but the concept is somebody who's downtrodden. You lift them up, that's tzedakah. So this means that tzedakah then represents everything that God is doing all the time, because all of the levels of reality, of the whole evolution, is it doesn't have a chshivus lagabayim, and the fact that he's involved is the ultimate tzedakah. So tzedakah represents his, his mitzvah that captures all of existence is basically tzedakah. Bezel, that's why the pasuk says Yeshaya says v'hoya ma'isa tzedakah shalom. The action of tzedakah will create peace. Uksiv shalom shalom l'rachik v'lakariv. So the Gemara asks l'chayir it should have said first l'kariv, and for the Gemara l'rachik shenasa kariv. Like Rachik will occur is the Rachik who becomes a Kariv, Kishalam Hainubchinis is Kashrus Milo Mata. Shiegama Rachik Ubchinis Kariv Kama. Because Shalom peace always represents connecting the higher and the lower, that even the distance should become close, and that's what Stokka does. Ukashem Shinim Shekhmal Milo Lamata Bchinis as Panecha Hashem. So just as during the Slichis, or all year during through Taira Mitzvah, Hashem gives us his Pnimiyas. The time of Slichus is the time that also from the person you have the same Tenua that he says, I want you should look for my Pnimiyas. It's the time of the year that the Nekuda of the Pnimiyas Halev goes up and becomes submerged in the energy of the infinite one Mamish, that's the Bakshu Panai, I'm looking for my Panai, I want my Panai to emerge, and so to speak, melt away, or become one with its source, with the Oyrin Tzai Baruch Mamish. So that's the Avayit of Lecha Amar Libi. Bakshu Panai, and therefore, as Panecha Hashem Avakish, and one is connected to the other. The Panai of the Neshama is directly related to the Panecha of Hashem, Vayavar Hashem Al Panav, which is the source of Yidgimu Medes Arachemim, which comes out especially in the time of Slichus, he says here, and uh, and all year also in Torah generally and in Mitzvahs generally, especially in the Mitzvahs in Mitzvahs Hatzdok. Don't think when we say that the Nekudas Pnei Yisalev. Is oil of a nichol beirin seif baruchu? What does it mean? Oil. Oil means it's extricated 
from the fact that it's been hidden or exiled. So you take and you bring out this Nekodesh Pneme Yisalev and you fan the flame. He says, don't think I'm talking about Me'a Olam Hazalavad. To lift it up from this world, meaning, Shulbchines Iskapsus Mepizur HaNefesh. To gather all the sparks of your soul from the Pizur HaNefesh, from the scattering of the soul. HaMespazer HaMespashe Gamachshava Dibaramaisa. Not only this. The first step is this Pizur HaNefesh. What's Pizur HaNefesh? Your soul is scattered. Where is it scattered? It's Mispazer. Like you take something and you splinter it into many pieces and it's scattered everywhere. So he says a soul is scattered or Mispashet. It's extended, it's expanded, it's, it's, it's lost, it's, it's chaotically dispersed. We're in thoughts, words, and actions, levushe agufa gashmi, the garments of the physical body, which are, it's obsessed, it's addicted, it gravitates to Elam Haza, and because the neshama, the nefesh alakis is in the body, and in the nefesh Bahamas, and not just the neshama, but also the pnimius alayf is in it, so therefore, there could be pizura nefesh, kafa kela, that basically the soul is scattered and dispersed everywhere. So kibbutz means means to extricate the soul and not have it scattered and be fueling fueling Taivas Gashmias, which they fuel with their own power. Galula Adam Imam has explained earlier, that the person, what happens is the person's Avamasuteras becomes Exiled and is being manipulated and used for that which is contrary to what it really is. So the first stage is to gather it from Olam Haza. What does it mean from Olam Haza? From all thoughts, words, and actions where the soul is present, but the soul is lost there, it's scattered there, it's manipulated there, it's enslaved there, it's exiled there. But that's not what I'm talking about when I say Pizra Nefesh. That's step one. Elafilu. Pizur ha-nefesh means that the nefesh is scattered in Ganeiden. It's in Ganeiden ha-tachten, in Ganeiden ha-elyon. That's also Pizur ha-nefesh. What's that? Ganeiden ha-tachten, Ganeiden ha-elyon. Kamay Shekosov, the Pesach says, Mili ba-shamayim ve-imchol e-chafatz dibaretz. Who do I have in heaven? And with you I desire nothing in earth. Kolo she-eri u-levavi. Sur levavi... In other words, even Shamayim doesn't speak to me. Because this element of Pnimius Halev, what it seeks is, it seeks Soiv of Kalam. It's Yechidosh HaBenefesh. It's connected to Hashem in His core and in His essence that transcends all of the worlds. So therefore, even Ganeiden HaTachten and Ganeiden HaElyon is called Pizur HaNefesh. Even the energy of the soul that's found in paradise not just the lower level of paradise, the higher level of paradise is also Pizur HaNefesh. The soul is being betrayed because it's in Ganeidin HaElyon. That's also Pizur HaNefesh. Because Pnimi Yisalev wants only you. The famous expression of the Balatanya that I don't... Ich will nicht dann gehen, 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 ich will
I don't want your Elam Haba, your Elam Hazi, your Ganeidin Ha'elyon, your Ganeidin and I want only you. I, Ganeidin Ha'elyon, is a place of ultimate spirituality, of ultimate godliness, but it's Memalek It's not Esponecha Hashem Avakish. It's not Bakshu Panay. It's I seek a relationship in order for my divine spiritual fulfillment. The Pnimius Halev wants only you. The Pnimius Halev is rooted in Seiv of Kalalmin. It's Lamailam in Atan Vedas. It's not Malchuska, Malchus Kalalalam, what he said in Pedic Aleph, that Neshamas and Malachim, all they could capture is shame, Hakela Melachadla Gibbevanera. Kulama, Shapchim, Afarim, Aritzim, Agdishim, Mamlichim, as shame, Hakel. Your name, your reputation, your projection, your aura, your light, your charisma, that's what a name is. A name is the way I experience you, the way you allow me to have access to you. That's shame, Akela, Melchim, Tadma, Gibbevanera. Yisbarech, Shimcha, Shemalakene, Yiskadish. We always speak about your name, your name. At the end of Ameir La'aretz, you say, That's the level of Chitzonius Halev. Now, that's not small. That's looking at the world and seeing it as the, seeing it as the playground, the reflection of the divine. Looking at the world from that perspective. That's Chitzonius Halev, and the emotions that come with that, the dvekas that comes with that, the Rebbe Moskel Begroin of the Cherub Pefias Beyodin that comes with that. So Ganeidin Elyon, Ganeidin Elyon is a place where Ziv Hashchina, where there's no concealment. Ganeidin Elyon, that's like the ultimate schar Ganeidin Elyon. But he says here that that's Pizur, that's Pizur Hanefesh. That's still called the soul is scattered. The soul is not one with itself. The soul is taken in a very deep spiritual place, but the soul is still scattered. What makes it scattered? It's busy with madregis. It's busy with ruchnius. It's busy with spiritual perfection. It's still busy with a spiritual ego. It's deep, it's heavy, it's beautiful, it's intense. But it's still pizur hanefesh. That's not the nekudah of pnimi yisalev. The nekudah of pnimi yisalev is... I want only you. Bakshu Panay, and this Pnimius exists in every single Jew. In other words, to understand what a Jew is, you have to be able to understand what this looks like, what Pnimius Halev looks like. And he says, in this time of the year, what goes up? The Nekudas Pnimius Halev, it, it gathers itself from all the pieces. It gathers together all the pieces. You know, in the 12-step programs, if there's somebody who does the program, maybe you'll tell us which step it is. There's a point where you have to go back and make amends, right? Anybody knows which step it is? You have to go back to people you insulted, people you hurt, people you uh, you caused grievance to, and you have to make up with them. You have to take accountability. It's a very, very powerful and very vulnerable and very important step. What does that really mean? It means that anybody we ever had a relationship with, there's a piece of us that's there. We, we plant seeds all day. We walk around, just like a person, you know, when it's snowing and you walk around with salt and you throw the salt everywhere. You walk around with a bag of seeds and you throw it all over the place and you plant seeds. Every conversation you have with somebody, a part of yourself is there. You leave a part of yourself there. You leave an impression you say something that goes into them. Even a Shalom Aleichem. We're all, we're, whoever you met in your whole life, they have a little shtickle of you. That's how it is. 
a person you meet, you say something, they have you forever. That's, that part remains. It could be, uh, I hate your guts. That's also a piece of you. It could be, I love you. That's a piece of you. It could be a hug. It could be a slap. It could be a shalom aleichem. It could be a drop dead. Whatever it is, a piece of you is with anybody you meet. Anybody you meet. The question is, is that you unified? Or it's scattered. It's a pizur nefesh. There comes a time where you have to pick up all your pieces. You have to go back. You know, there's a famous mashal of the Rav. Somebody was, spoke a lot of Lashon Hara. And uh, he came for a tikkun. So he told him to take a pillow with feathers, right? And cut open the pillow. And go outside and let the wind scatter the feathers. Okay? Comes back, he says, now go gather the feathers. <laughs> it's, it's impossible. He says, that's what happens when you gossip. That's what happens when you speak, when you slander. Go gather the feathers. It's Pizra Nefesh. The soul is made up of feathers. It's everywhere. There comes a point in life where I have to retrieve it. Because it's pieces of me everywhere. And the person feels it. Where do you exist? You exist in hundreds, thousands, millions of places. And it could be filled, riddled, and inundated with contradiction and conflict. So there comes a time a person wants to retrieve all the feathers, bring back all the pieces. So the person is everywhere, and they have to sometimes, if there is negative energy in that interaction, they have to go back and, and reclaim it and, and, and change it, because it affects them. Huh? Listen, I don't mean to go back to every person you ever met in the world, but there's certain key people, I think, we have to confront, yeah. You know, people that own big chunks of ourselves, let's put it that way. <laughs> you know, not every Shalom Aleichem is also a seed that you plant. But, uh, and you, you sometimes hear it from people. People will sometimes say, you know, five years ago you said this to me. Six years mm-hmm. ago you said this. They remember it, in the positive or in the negative. You did this, you said this, you looked at me this way. Because we're always planting seeds. The question is, what type of trees are growing from your seeds? Ilan Esrak? <laughs> or, or, or cedar trees? Yeah, we learned in the Gemara about a cedar tree, right? What type of trees? But you're always planting. You're always planting. Wherever you are, you plant seeds. A person speaks, Haboyim Yashresh Yaakov Yotzitz Uforach Yisrael, the Navi Yeshaya says. Yaakov is, you're always making sharashim, you're always making roots. And then you have your own Pizr HaNefesh. Where do you, where are you? Where are you? If a person in the morning exercises, for example, a partial example, but then at lunch they can't contain themselves. And they eat like a behemagasa. So their soul is now dichotomized. They don't know who they are. I'm here now, I'm here this. Today I'm angry, now I'm generous. Today I give stucker, tomorrow I'm stingy. Today I'm nice, tomorrow I'm obnoxious. It's a Pizr HaNefesh. I have to reclaim who my soul is, what I am, because I don't know who I am, so it goes everywhere. Wherever there's something enticing, I go. I'm not in control of my life, I'm not in control of my relationships. So that's Pizr HaNefesh. Pizr HaNefesh exists on many different levels, but here he's talking about the Pizr HaNefesh of Pnimius Alev. Pizr HaNefesh of Pnimius Alev is not just an addiction or bad habits or bad tempers or negative actions or words or thoughts that are basically hollow of meaning and purpose and godliness. This pizur nefesh is even ganeidin ha'elyin, ganeidin ha'tachta. Because the neshama just wants oneness. It just wants oneness. It's not looking, I think I told you once about Latanya Taichas, 
the first mitzvah after Matan Torah in Yisra is Mizbeach Adama Tasseli, right after Matan Torah. Make a Mizbeach of Adama, Vizavachta, Lovas Eloy Secha, the Eshlamecha. So the first thing after Matan Torah is build a Mizbeach of earth, and you should slaughter at that Mizbeach, Eloy Secha, Ushlamecha, Dina Aliyasin, and Dina Shlemasin. The first thing you have to give up is the need to be a Mushlam. The need for shlemos. Now, sometimes, at least maybe some from some perspectives, that's what all, that's all that Judaism is about to reach shlemos. You'll hear sometimes shmuzin. How do you reach shlemos in life? How do you reach perfection? From the look at the Torah's perspective, that's called pizur hanefesh. <laughs> if you're looking for shlemos, you have you have pizur hanefesh. Get rid of the need to be a Muslim and get rid of the need for aliyahs. This means the relationship is compromised. You're looking for shleimus. You're looking for perfection. You're looking for aliyahs. You're looking for madregas. The neshama is not looking for madregas. Pnimiyas alev is looking for the, tr- the truth, the ultimate, ultimate, ultimate core truth, and not because it's a madrega, not because I can add that onto my spiritual resume. So for some people, Olam Haba is a reward. And for some people, Olam Haba is a distraction. The Hest, it's a distraction. This the Pasuk says, Who is this one coming up from the Midbar, Misra Pekes? He's not Misra Pekes. Know anybody here with a good Hebrew? Misra Pekes. It's beyond infatuation. She completely becomes infatuated, engulfed, enveloped, overwhelmed. Consumed, wants to just hug, like a child is misrapic. He wants to just be hugged and embraced. Aldoida, aldoida, mamish. So we now go back to the pasuk. He says, Step one. Aloi Step two. Unesone Hashemalakecha biyadecha v'shavisa shivyoi. Step three. V'chashakta v'lakachta lechaliisha. Beginning of Kisav. So we're dealing here with the Mulchama, he said, between the two souls. But there's two parts of this Mulchama. There's that which you can accomplish, and then there's the gift you get from above. The daughter of the king. The daughter of the king from above doesn't mean above, it means above in you. There it's Alevecha, you're above your enemy. It's not anymore on equal terms. Over there, there could be Vishavisa Shivyoi. What's Vishavisa Shivyoi? You could take out the captive. You could take out the captive one. Who is the captive one? So you have Shivya, you have the Levushe Machshav Debromais of the Nefesh Abahamis that you get from Alevecha, from Gilu in the Kudus Alev. 
in Shivya you find Aishas Yefastar. Who's Aishas Yefastar? Aishas Yefastar is your own Neshama that's also in captivity. The Chashaktava, you desire it. What's Pshat? You desire her, you desire this woman. So he says, it's not just you in control of the Levushim, you're also in control of the Midas. The Midas themselves are transformed. Because when you have the Gili, the Midas can be transformed. So there's a Vechashaktava, you desire, your Midas are transformed. Now what happens is, Isha. The famous Nevuah of Heshea. That day you won't call me Baili, you'll call me Ishi. Baili means my husband, Ishi means my husband. But Baili comes from the word Baal, master. Ishi comes from the word like Ish and Isha. Kime Ish, Isha was called Isha, the Gepasik says, Kime Ish. Because Rosh Hashanah was taken from Ish. So there's two types of marriages. One is there's a master and there's a servant. And one, there's a husband and there's a wife. They share a fire. So Hashem says, you won't call me Baili. You'll call me Ishi. Ishi is... The chasana creates complete intimacy. That's Matan Kala from the word Kala, like Klois. My whole heart goes up to you. In order to access the Pnimius of his Ratzin, which attracts the Pnimius Nikodas Halev in its essence, not just in its reflection, but in its essence, the first has to be the Vechashaktava before you can become her wife. Her husband, you should really desire it from the word Cheshek. The rule in life is your spirit brings forth that other person's spirit. Ruach, Aisi Ruach. Your Ruach generates the other Ruach. And brings Ruach. Your spirit, your Ruach, your passion brings forth the other passion. Im Yasim, I love Ruach, Libei, Ruchav, and Ishmael, I love Yasim, the Pasuk says. If you place to him your heart, your spirit, your soul, he will gather it to him. If he doesn't have a cheshek to be to get in touch with it and to allow it to come out of its concealment and go up, if there's no bakshuponai, so there's no ruach aisiruch, he won't be able to be mamshech his pnimis. But if he has his cheshek, so then Hashem gives him his Pnimius, and that Pnimius attracts his Pnimius, and they become one, like a husband and a wife, and then you have a Chashaktaba, the Mulchama takes on a different nature. Then you have a situation where the Seichel and Midas themselves become transformed. The Midas themselves become transformed. Why? Because once you have the Gilui Pnimius Nekudas Halev, then what happens is, one could reveal that the Nefesh of Bahamas at its core is not evil anymore. Not only are you in control of the Levusha, but even the Atzmius also becomes Nis'alah through the Pnimius Aleph. This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution 
at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.